Welcome to the Burden and Blessing Podcast, a study and discussion forum on the truth of God's Word. Our summary verses of the books of the Bible introduce us to the theme of each book of the Old and New Testament scriptures so that we might have a deeper appreciation and understanding of God's Word of Truth. We pray that these brief studies will enable you to get more out of your daily reading and hearing of God's Holy Word. Welcome back to Burden and Blessing Podcast. We are almost wrapping up here our 66 summer, summary verses of the Bible that Pastor Nathaniel Mayhew and myself, Pastor Neil Radical, have been working through over the last several months. We're glad to be looking at these last four, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and Revelation, all written by what we believe to be the same man. Later on in that first century, these three epistles of John, these three letters, were written around 85 to 90 AD. And Nathaniel is going to walk us through a summary verse of 1 John. And Nathaniel, would you be willing to read that verse for us, please? Absolutely. This is a familiar one, Neil. I think that most pastors probably have their confirmation students memorize this passage at some point during their study of confirmation. It's from 1 John chapter 4, the first verse, and this is taken from the Christian Standard Bible. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. I don't know if many of our listeners have noticed, but as we have neared the end of the record of God's history through the scriptures. So we're, we're coming to the end. You mentioned we have just a few books left. We're nearing the end of the first century. As we have gotten closer and closer to the end, there's been more and more of an emphasis on distinguishing between true teaching and false teaching. And this verse really highlights that. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they are from God. Why? because many false prophets have gone out into the world. It has always, throughout history, always been a mark of the true church to distinguish between what is true and what is false. We can go all the way back to the Old Testament in the Garden of Eden. You can go to Jeremiah, the prophets, the evangelists, the gospel writers. Jesus himself always distinguished between true and false. And in this letter, John emphasizes a number of different false teachings that were prevalent at the end of this first century. Errors about the nature of who Jesus was. Was he true God or not? Errors about the nature of sin. Is it okay to do certain things that are contrary to God's will? Errors about the role of sanctification. What does it look like for a Christian after they have been brought to faith? What does it look like in the life of a Christian? This is a really important reminder that contrary to our world today, there is no teaching of scripture that is unimportant. If God has revealed something to us, anything to us, it is true and it is important. We don't get the ability to say, well, that's not as important as this. We don't get to categorize it like that. If God has given it to us, it is for our good. And as Christians, as part of his family, as those who have been redeemed to follow him, we're called to defend that truth and to proclaim it faithfully. So we have that as a very, very major theme, not only in this letter of John, but in the remaining words that John writes in second, third John, and also in finally his revelation. You know, I love the way you talked about that, the way mankind can subjectively look at God's word and think that it's going to be something that I'm going to decide what is more important than other 
points. And I think we, we kind of do that when we classify, well, this doctrine is a doctrine that would lead to salvation, but ultimately they all lead back to Christ, who is our salvation. And so we have that objective word of God, the authority of God's word. And I, I love the directness that John has here with his short epistles, these three short epistles to the congregations in and around Jerusalem, the circling letters like these. And I love it because when you get to Revelation, the Lord is very direct with John as far as what to write, as far as the vision that he was going to see of the e eternal kingdom and church of God and the warnings that he was writing in Revelation chapters two and three the, to the churches. And so I love this. You, you talk so much and so well, Nathaniel, about the background of this letter and the reason for it. And just looking at the verse itself, I really like that word test because it puts something under examination, a microscope, if you will, to really Look for that proof of approval when it comes to what is said by mankind. False prophets bring false teaching. That's very clear here. And in case anybody would think that, well, false prophets aren't around today, you know, Second Peter 2 clarifies that for us when he says, there are also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, other teachings that are contrary to God's word, even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves with swift destruction. So, Peter writes about this, John writes about this, Paul writes about this as Ephesians 4, 14, where he's reminding us once again of the importance of testing the spirits, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So ultimately, John's encouragement to the church, to the Holy Christian Church, is to, like you said, follow clear, pure doctrine and to test what is said over and against what the Word of God has taught us. So a very, very important verse for our day and age as well, as we see so many things spoken against God's Word that ultimately can undermine the, the, the glory and the joy we have in the salvation we have in our Lord, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Neil, I appreciated the fact that you made the point that this truth wasn't just for the days of the Old Testament or the New Testament, but it's still true for us today. And I'd like to share as our closing prayer, a hymn of Martin Luther. This hymn is going to emphasize that 500 years ago, 1500 years after the time of John, when he wrote these words, there was still an issue of separating between what is true and what is false. And that ultimately it is our prayer that God would enable his church to be true and faithful to his word. We pray. O Lord, look down from heaven, behold, and let thy pity waken. How few are we within thy fold, thy saints by men forsaken. True faith seems quenched on every hand. Men suffer not thy word to stand. Dark times have overtaken. With fraud which they themselves invent, thy truth they have confounded. Their hearts are not with one consent on thy pure doctrine grounded. While they parade with outward show, they lead the people to and fro in error's maze astounded. As silver tried by fire is pure from all adulteration, so through God's word shall men endure in each trial and temptation. Its light beams brighter through the cross and purified from human dross, it shines through every nation. Defend thy truth, O God, and stay this evil generation, and from the error of its way keep thine own congregation. The wicked everywhere abound, and would thy little flock confound, but thou art our salvation. Amen. 
We invite you to listen for new books each week on Burden and Blessing Podcast, where we believe and confess that every word of God is true. We pray that you will be assured that God's word is pure and is more precious than gold.